Life's a Mitch. G'day, guys. Welcome back to episode 27 of Life's a Mitch. So last week I spoke to... Oh, crap. Who did I speak to? <laughs> uh, that's right. I spoke to Rachel Tapscott, and she um, she's a videographer based here in Australia, and she told her story about how she likes to help people in regards to making their best self, giving them confidence in front of the camera, working on video content for businesses and uh, et cetera. So please check her out. Her details in last week's bio. She was really lovely and uh, she's very professional in how she approaches things. I've seen some of her work. She's quite good at what she does. So here in Australia, particularly around Brisbane as well, hit her up on her socials. So this week we're doing something a bit special. So a few uh, episodes of mine have ended up being a two-part interview. So Cesar Ramos in episode 12, I was he was on my podcast and I was on his. And of course, episode 15 with Bianca Walwick speaking about imposter syndrome. She was on mine and I appeared on hers uh, a few weeks ago by the time this is released. So today, I'm staring at an absolute Casanova, Lord Amongst Men. I am. Um, this is another two-part series. So we just went to... We just went to London. I was a guest on this gentleman's podcast. He was kind enough to uh, ask me some questions and share a story. So what I might do today, sir, is I'll get you to, int- to introduce yourself and tell us about your podcast and what got you into this crazy realm that is an audio medium, please. Oh, that's, a, that's so kind of you, Mitch. Um, I, I am so excited to be on the show. Uh, my name is Aaron. I am the host of the In Your Element podcast and... This podcast is, um, it's a great podcast. Um, so I stole that line from you. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> um, sorry, I just had to. It was too tempting. Um, <laughs> and that's episode 27. Now get out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, we were, we were kind of speaking about this um, earlier when we were recording for, for my show um, that it's in a lot of ways we're trying to scratch um, a sim- similar itch and my show is, is all about trying to uncover stories of people that are living in in their element people who have stories to share people who who seem like they are living a life that's theirs that's authentic and, and true to themselves and the whole idea for the show it sprung up from this practice that I loved to do at my day job. So I am a software engineer by by trade, um, or a, key, a keyboard wizard, as I like to say sometimes. Um, and I work at a key, tech company. Keyboardium and- Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Fuck, I'm funny. <laughs> I've never heard that before. That's amazing. Cambodian <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're pouring your heart out, and I'm like, Harry Potter jokes? <laughs> oh, next time. Oh, my gosh. Next time I deploy um, some piece of code, I'm going to say that. Cambodian Liviosa. Oh, yes. I just brought down the network. Cambodian Spacio Bar. There we go. <laughs> Spacio Bar, uh. not Space Bar. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm um, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's amazing. Oh, it's amazing how how your mind works like that. Oh my oh, gosh! It's... I... Try living in it. Oof. <laughs> sorry. Okay. So you're a keyboard. So you're a keyboard technician, as you put it. Um. So what what made you want to go? Okay. So you obviously you've got the credentials to run the audio and uh, like run a podcast. But what turn? What made you go? Okay. I'm actually going to take this love of storytelling, seeing people in the element, 
and actually put it out there into the universe. What was that? How did you get to that first step? And how long have you been actually doing it? That's a great question. So honestly, I I like to talk to myself in the mirror a lot, and I thought it would be cool to record this and put it up somewhere. Um, so <laughs> so <laughs> um, yourself in the mirror, dear. I mean, who doesn't, right? Like, like or is that maybe talk, just something like, I do? Mine's like mine's like a pep talk. I look at myself and, and go, mate, it's reflection perfection every time. You know, like it's just an absolute, <laughs> no, it's not. It's an absolute train wreck. <laughs> if I if I saw you in my reflection, you know, I, I'd swipe right on that. Um, oh, and that right there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's coming from a gorgeous, gorgeous man, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, stop it. Um that is um that's 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 awesome um but yeah like i i um in my day job i'm a really curious person i i'm I'm really fortunate and blessed enough to work at a at a tech company and i i get really curious i start thinking you know how is it that they do this this thing right like growing up i was really curious about technology i loved tinkering around with gadgets and um probably a bit too curious for my own good i'd actually break a lot of my like um handheld gaming consoles like if you've ever owned like a psp or like um oh geez what they call it? like a game boy advance that kind of stuff like Mate, i had the I'd original to... i had the original game boy still do oh my gosh actually it's that's just amazing. there and yet it's there in the next room humble brag oh that's amazing um i i would love kind of opening these up, tinkering around, same with computers as well. And I'd love to try and get these to do things that they weren't intended to do, right? So I'd try to like hack them or jailbreak them. And um, I, I just really, really curious. So naturally I'm working at a tech company now and I'm, I've still got the same childlike curiosity. So I start thinking, oh, how is it that they do like this feature or this thing? Like, okay, I've got to ask this person, like, oh, let me, let me find them. So I'll, I'll go, I'll go in, I'll, I'll look them up be like, oh, cool. Let's just drop a meeting in their calendar just to like have a chat talk to them and um i've been doing this for some time and i've started realizing you know some of these people well everyone has got like a really interesting story to share and i really enjoyed just kind of talking to people asking questions interviewing them and getting to know them and i thought it'd be really cool to do more of this and maybe actually share some of these stories so i you know i thought maybe it would be great to have a podcast and just have an excuse to talk to more interesting people and share their stories and also learn how to become a better storyteller myself. So it's, yeah, it's pretty much an, an itch I want to, I want to scratch and um, it's been an awesome experience so far. It's, a, it's certainly a Mitch. I want you to scratch too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You and the puns. <laughs> oh, it's Punday Sunday down here. So, you know, I'm on fire. I am. Um, it's it's similar. So you use words that I I sort of resonate with, like like you're curious. The words like inquisitive, um, words like you know invested, and like you want to get to know these people. And what what I found is because you got a different like this is a great excuse to talk to someone, right? And um, people that are brave enough to 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 hop on and give you some time, I find that it's a different way that you can get information out of them. And um, so I've done a podcast with uh, two of my work friends so far. Um, releasing the third one uh, by the time this one's out it would be out so and it's uh it's it's not only a great tool to use to catch up with people you haven't seen in a long time but you also learn new things out about them so it's really cool sorry it's uh the 10.08 here and i'm getting a little bit sleepy my apologies i'm going to power through it because i'm a champion but um <laughs> i'll edit that out humble brag but uh, you, you i like the fact that you're a you're also a like the 
I guess you'd call it the bro- like the brother podcast to, to what I'm doing. You're like the Northern Hemisphere uh, version of this um, with it with a different take, which I like. It, it's 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 awesome. Like you you take people at a certain point of their life and go, cool. So tell me what's what's going on there. You know, tell me what you're working on. You, you, when you when you just were speaking about that just now, you faced it up. You were you can tell that you're very invested in what you do, and that's that's the type of podcast that you'll get raw, authentic material. And ladies out there. I don't know if you're single or not, but oof, this gentleman, oof, and men too, if you like a bit of uh, eye candy. There's 10 shades oh, of this, 50 shades of handsome right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> and you just got the regular old toe ball down here. So, um, <laughs> oh my gosh, bitch. We, um, so if you listen to, so this podcast has been done in two parts. Part one will be on Aaron's thread, and this is part two. So I liked Aaron's questions. He um he asked some interesting questions, and at the end he asked me, "Oh, if you could have a banner of anything, what would you what would it be?" And I was like, "Well, I've never been asked that." And my answer, you have to go back and listen to it because it is so funny. Even me, that's coming from me, <laughs> and people know the garbage I speak. Um, it was just I I leant back in my chair, I laughed, then my neck started to hurt a little bit, so I had to lean forward again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that's awesome to hear. So just just keeping on that that vibe of of storytelling, you asked me where it started for me. So here's a question for you: When did you first know that you were invested in in stories, and when did you know that you know, like I'm a I'm a consumer for this. This this is great. I, I enjoy this. When did it all start for you? That's a great that's a great question, Mitch. Uh, for me, I. I actually grew up being quite a shy kid. Um, I was quite introverted and um, people who know me really well will know that I actually had quite a lot of social anxiety growing up and it, it wasn't easy for me to, to talk to people. In fact, like I, I mentioned I come from this small place. So for those of you that are listening, I'm from this um, this place called Gibraltar. It's, uh, it's a British overseas territory. It's at the very bottom of Spain. And it's very small. It's, I think it's like five or six square miles, tiny, but there's lots of people. And you can't walk down the street without running into someone that you know. Um, so, and, and Tinder is a horrible experience in Gibraltar because it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's my cousin, that's my aunt. That's, <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> no, I probably, no, 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 if no. I was, that was me, I'd probably still swipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can do much better than that, Mitch. Oh my gosh! Um, <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> with that banner we're putting up, like definitely. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, you know, when you like hearing you tell your story, like I'm just thinking to myself, going, I, if I was a lesser man, I'd be embarrassed as heck as the crap that comes out of my mouth at my own expense. <laughs> I just, but I'm, I'm at years and years of years of just being an absolute show bag i'm full of garbage i i just desensitized and on the in the inside i'm actually dead so <laughs> oh, for goodness sake mitch <laughs> i'm sorry um, so gibraltar you introverted kid i'm sorry please continue sir oh uh, it's it's an absolute pleasure listening to you i think you really you really bring light to to you really brought light to my day man um and for me like I'll, uh, I'll bring some more light to your day too. Check this out. I've got be- taking the beanie up and showing the dome. <laughs> Look at this thing. It's a beacon. Uh, <laughs> solar powered. I love it. I love oh. it. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, what a head. <laughs> 
um i so i i i grew up from this this small place and i had like a lot of social anxiety and that meant that i would um i would be quite scared of actually you know walking down the street and running into people i know because i was quite introverted and my i think maybe just my ability to talk to people just wasn't that developed so i'd kind of run into someone i know and be like oh shit like what do i say like i don't know like <laughs> it wasn't so much that i didn't want to see people i just wouldn't know what how to interact with them right um so it's something that i've always wanted to to get better at with time and i realized that i actually really like storytelling um in in kind of growing up in school i would i love giving presentations but they terrified the hell out of me it's this really strange thing where you love something that also scares the shit out of you um and so you know i got to university and i very i i remember the first year i was in university they have this like society they call it uh uh like tedx uh, warwick so i went to the university of of warwick and it's quite common for a lot of universities to host their own like TED conferences. If you might have heard of like TEDx, um, they're like independent TED TED conferences. Like TED talks, and, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like TED talks. Um, yeah. So you've got like the official TED talks that happen, and then like a lot of different like organizations, schools, universities, they may host like their own like independent TED event. Um, it's very much the same the same thing. Um, and I remember like the first year that I was in university. Um, I, I saw that, oh, we have our own like TED society here. That is so cool. Um, but I was like too afraid to actually walk up to the people organizing it. Um, but I found it really interesting. And then in my second year, um, you know, we had like our society's fair, like, you know, they set up shop again and, you know, this time around, I'm going to actually talk to them because I think, I think it's really cool. So I spoke to them and they're like, oh, you know, like we're actually putting together a team of organizers and we want people who are like really creative to work on like our graphics and our design. I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. Like I actually love doing that. Um, you know, I, I would love to join if there's an opportunity. And they're like, yeah, let's let's do it. And that was awesome. So I got to be part of like the organizing like committee in my second year. And then in like my third year, um, after having an amazing time actually helping put together an event and being part of that team, I thought, I actually would love to give an actual talk. Um, so I applied to actually give a talk at one of our um, one of our events and I had to like audition and stuff and um, somehow they actually <laughs> they actually picked me and I ended up giving giving a giving a talk and that was an amazing experience. Um, and it really helped me to overcome like some of those fears and really showed me just how much I love I love storytelling. So I would say that's probably kind of where where it started for me. And when I got the chance to actually like present to people, it was almost like like time stood still. I remember like speaking and not actually thinking of what I was saying. It was like all just coming out um, like I was, you know, in someone else's shoes um, and I loved the feeling and I've been trying to like chase that since and just learn how how do people tell better stories? How can I be a better storyteller? And so um, this is just another like excuse for me to to better learn that and see how other people do it. Cool story. Um, so what was, um, I, you know, actually I'll delve deep, a bit deeper there. You're exactly right. Um, 
when you're exposed to something so much, you know, it becomes normality. So if you, if you're surrounded by people who were great at telling stories and then you're like, you know what, let's do it. What'd you say? It was called it TEDx. Mm. Um, so w- what was your actual talk on? Was it about the art of t- telling stories or? That's a great question. If, if I had to do one now, it would probably be on, on a similar topic. But at the time I was actually really obsessed with this idea of, of, of focus, of being able to, to focus deeply because, um, my, my university course at the time was really demanding, like computer science. And I'm not naturally like that great at like maths and, and mathematics and whatnot. And so it really like stretched me. And I was always looking for how can I be like a better student? And I came, I became quite obsessed with the idea of being able to like focus like deeply and, um, to, you know, try to remove like distractions from my life. And I found some interesting, interesting, like truth, truth in that. And I feel like it really, really helped me to grow and to become a better student and to accomplish some things that I don't think would have been possible like earlier. So that was what the talk was on. It was on, um, the topic of, of focus in a distracted world. And I loved it. You know, everyone was so supportive and I learned so much about um, storytelling in that and how to use a keynote. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone is using PowerPoint for your presentations, like you got to try keynote. Keynote is absolutely amazing. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where it, where it started for me. Sorry. Awesome. My, <laughs> I just had Mike a little bit on too long there, the mute button. So, um, yeah. So, you know, keynote, keynote here is be the keynote speaker is that where is that where that term comes from because you're a keynote speaker you know i have no idea i i would imagine probably yeah you know what I, you know what i learned the other day you know the expression uh if you're not be be there or be square do you know what that saying originated from no idea because you're not around oh, oh no <laughs> i was like oh no <laughs> yeah that blew my mind hole when i was just like hey mitch here's a bit of trivia for you yeah, right, mate. So there's always every Aussie pub. There's always one wise, one wise bloke, and this guy's name's Jack. He's got no teeth but a big brain, and he said, "Young fella, I'll tell you a story." Right, I said this one time. You ever heard that expression? Be there, be square. Yeah, you know why they say that, young fella? No, because you're not around. And I looked at him and said, "Round like your tummy." I rubbed him on the gut. Oh, get fuck, get out of here, you little prick. <laughs> <laughs> So I, <laughs> so I, where I grew up, it's a little community called Westfall's End, and um, same or the same school as, uh, Miss uh, Universe when Jennifer Hawkins won it. Um, she, you know, Australia represent, and she used to um, cheer lead for the local rugby league team, and we lived around the corner. And every time she'd drive past on her P plates, like a provisional license, we'd run up to the corner and sort of, sort of have a cheeky little. Little looks, she's, she, she, uh, she's absolutely lovely. Met her a few times. Lovely lady. Anyway, so I'm going on tangents again. But yeah, this old like <laughs> every pub, this like trivia night, you'd go to a trivia night with him. It's like you win a meat tray. We only win this because of me, boys. So I'm taking this home. So I think you've had enough, mate. You know what, Mitch? You got a good point, son. I'm still taking it home with me. <laughs> oh, some of the characters you meet. It's just, it's crazy. So, oh, uh, that's that's huge. You know that reminds me of another one I've heard. Um, yeah, far away. The idea of 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 sand. It's because it's in between the sea and the land. That blew my mind. Whoa! I'd never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Oh, it's just like, and I thought you thought you were always known. <laughs> yeah. I always thought um, sand was like an acronym for shit, and 
Oh, know. okay, okay. <laughs> Shit and naturally nice. devastating. I don't know, but um, that's cool. Between the sea and land, sand. Oof. We are, we are tackling all the topics here this evening. This is great. So all of them, yeah. <laughs> this is why I like to go unscripted because it just makes sense and it's good fun. So what? Are, can you tell us about some of the uh, guests you've had on your show and uh, some of the some of the amazing stories you've had coming across uh, your speakers so far? Yeah. Uh, so you know, <laughs> I feel like trying to trying to pick out some of my favorites is kind of like trying to trying to pick you know your favorite children like. <laughs> <laughs> you should, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not something you do. Although you definitely do have a favorite one. Like that's not a lie. Like one <laughs> um, the one who stops stealing the chocolate biscuits. Like the rest can just yeah. <laughs> They're my biscuits, damn it. Um, <laughs> um, I I would say you know I've had whatever's everyone I have on the show always has something something to bring, and you know I feel like it's in, in everyone that that you know is gracious enough to lend their time and come on the show. I always just love the opportunity to try and, you know, uncover the story and to to try and make them feel like they are the the superstar because I I don't think everyone has the opportunity to really like share their story, right? And who knows what kind of hidden gems there are there. Mm. There's like some some people I've had on the show, you know, one of my very first episodes was uh his name is Keith Blake Noble and he is the UK's number one fear strategist. This is super interesting. As if a guy named Keith would be scared of anything. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Keith is a fucking legend, man. Like yeah. that guy, like he, he he's an unshakable rock. Like um, <laughs> he's he's, he's sounds awesome, cool. Man. So what he's, is he? He's, he's a, a fear strategist. He said he's a fear strategist, and he helps people to overcome their fear. And we dove deep into the psychology of fear, how people develop fears, and then also how he helps his clients actually overcome fear. And it was fascinating because, you know, he was saying that, um, you know, all fear is 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 irrational. And the way that we develop fears um, is also, you know, really, really interesting. His approach to actually overcoming fear it includes a lot of like exposure therapy and um, he's he's recounted some of the most like bizarre fears that he's come across things from like, you know, you've got like your spiders and that kind of thing. But there's also more obscure ones like the fear of being wet and water like that's that's crazy. Well, like, like you must live how... in constant fear because your body's made up of 70 percent water. <laughs> yeah um it's 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 crazy I, I imagine they wouldn't have a great time in london either like, um... <laughs> the gray skies be fallen <laughs> yeah it's 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 they wouldn't have a great time here um and so that was that was an amazing an amazing show um i've also had some some other some other great guests you know bianca was an absolute um pleasure to again. Have on the show as well shout outs to bianca yeah, again Go back Shout to episode fifteen and uh, listen to uh, my episode with her. And she she Absolutely she's the connective awesome. tissue between uh, Aaron and, and uh, my collaboration today. She um she's uh yeah she hosts the she's gonna kill me because it's taken me a while to say this. Please don't, Please don't kick me out, me out podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she deals with imposter syndrome and stuff like that. And um. So yeah, that's shout out to Bianca again. She's gotten four mentions in two podcasts, so she's on fire. It's it's late oh, yeah. here. I'm not thinking straight, but um, yeah. So <laughs> so who else have you had on, and who who else has brought like some good content to the table, apart from me, of course. Yeah, 
So I also had um, a professor of um, Sunni Iri. Her name is Vanessa Haddad. Shout out, Vanessa. You are awesome. Um, what is, what, she, sorry, what's she, what is she a professor of? She is a professor who uses video games to teach difficult topics. This was fascinating. Um, so That's she, awesome. Yeah, it's, 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 it's amazing. She was telling me that she uses it both to help um, because she, she teaches, I, I believe it was general studies, right? And the people, the type of students that come to that class, they aren't really sure about what they want to do in life. It's kind of one of those classes that you pick when you're not really sure like what you kind of want to do. And she's very aware of that. So what she tries to do is to just try to help people find what it is that they, um, that, that they, that they want to do. And, and she gives quite a, like a broad education. She uses a bunch of games to teach about topics like, um, you know, quite quite difficult ones like labor alienation, the idea that, you know, you might be very disconnected from what you have to do day to day, right? So you may like hate the job that you're doing and that, um, you know, the consequences of that. And she was talking about a couple of games that she uses for um, for teaching about other things and, and to help encourage like bonding in her classroom. So she gets people to play, um, I think it's called Bad Super Mario. Um, I, I can't remember the exact game, but it's basically Super Mario, but everything is just broken and it's super frustrating. And she gets people to, <laughs> to play that um, because it's just really annoying and it helps to pe people to kind of like bond together. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Like instead of, you know, um, you know, I just thought it was interesting to, to acknowledge the fact that a lot of students are playing games in their free time. Like why not use that to teach life skills? It's another form of storytelling. That's, that's interesting. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like unity against a common enemy um, sort of vibes. You know, we all unify, you know, again, I, I'd have one, I guess if I taught, if I use that teaching, it would just be life. And it'd be the final boss on Duke Nukem 3D on the hardest difficulty with no cheat codes. Like, this is what life is. Deal with it. <laughs> uh, I love that. Yeah. It, 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 was, it was awesome because I realized, like, I've learned so much through, through games as well, right? And just, yeah, like, me too. It's, it's crazy. Like, and, and as a society, like, educators, they don't really acknowledge that. A lot of educators just think of video games as just a fucking waste of time, right? Like, um, but, you know... I think if we acknowledge what there is to learn in games, that's that's amazing. Like for me, it, for example, I'm not sure if, if you played RuneScape. That was the shit. I did play RuneScape. Yes. Um, uh, when it went to RuneScape two, I sort of, I think I'm still like level sixty. If I can <laughs> find my, but yeah, I did play RuneScape. Biggest, it was a massive MMO online, sort of like, um, like knights, armors, magic. Um, you know, you you build your stats up. You know, everything from wood cutting to fishing to making armor to everything else and it, it would take such a long time oh my gosh yeah it would take forever um and I, i'd have competitions with my friends thinking about oh what's the best like skill to level up like they'd always do like the wood cutting because they think that would earn them the most money i'd always try fishing and would try and see who's richer like <laughs> at the end of the day mining. just oh mining yeah that's another good one um but i what i learned from runescape was you know they had an amazing in-game economy, probably the best in-game economy that I've that I've played. I haven't played like you know many other games like um, with amazing economies since, and it really sparked an interest in like markets and like stocks for me because the you know the game even had its own website where you could track the value of different items and stuff over time. It was insane, and you know 
that sparked interest in like markets that I still have to this day. And it was just, it was just amazing. I'm just thinking, you know, what other things people can also take from games. Like, um, and it's just something that we should, we should better acknowledge, you know? Absolutely. So like, you know, just going back to RuneScape, I learned what fletching was and why it was the art of making arrows. I had, I had no idea. Like, you know, and the amount of like words that I've learned, like just, you know, watching the cinematics from Halo 2 and words like compartmentalization and like, words like capitulation and um you know like um in halo which is my favorite franchise of all time um it's a it's a shooter game on xbox and like it's about humans fighting for the survival against an alien race and etc and there was a the backstory is like the backstory is so good it's so well told and um it's about like hundred thousand years ago humans passed you know, humans died out now they, they were forced to you know recede and the the forerunners who were the caretakers of the galaxy um, had their time and they sort of ruled overall and it was, it's just it's so good and uh, anyways i digress but to hear the like the cinematic experience you're hearing well i always play games with like cut scenes with subtitles on so i can take it in more and i um just hearing like i play halo not for multiplayer but the story mode and that's that's what started it for me it was as experiences like that star wars knights of the old republic on the original xbox was one of my and even get, go back before that, Zelda Ocarina of Time in N64. Mm, These role-playing games, that like you look back now and you go, the graphics are great, uh, uh, you know, terrible. But at the time, it was it was groundbreaking and like just the storytelling. You know, you're young Link and you got to fight dragons and carry on like an absolute pork chop. But like it's escapism. It's it's um countless hours wasted, but none way, but none like. I'm sorry, I, w- I shouldn't say the word wasted. Countless hours invested is a better word. And then you learn stuff. So, you know, you learn things like moral compass. It's like evil deeds are wrong. That's why it's the bad guy. You know, it's not okay to go around and steal things. It's not okay to, there's always consequences. And there's, you get taken away by the police and stuff like that. So, yeah, you do learn a fair bit through the, you know, the video game culture. I find. Yeah, totally. I've learned to swear in probably like 12 different languages now. And and also like I've created so many good memories with friends, right? And that's to me one of the best things about gaming. It's just such a great way to bond with people, right? Absolutely. Even now that we're all kind of like, you know, we're in a pandemic. I've got friends on like the other side of of the world. And just to, to be able to play a game together and share a laugh and just make it feel like, you know, we're together just you know having shits and giggles and that's that's amazing you know i love that unity through game yeah it's um it's it's interesting you say that because like this pandemic is is nuts and i'll ask you shortly how it's been for you up there in the, in england but we're it's like the it's like this pandemic has, has sort of i theorize that it's it's sort of give you hit humanity's reset button just like on the 64 and people are learning different things about themselves like businesses can be run from home so you're not running to work the hustle and bustle so you got four hours of commute time say you could use in a sleep in and productivity goes up so it's you know it's a lot of consultations from doctors using zoom now um a lot more multiplayer is happening and stuff so it's it's this this pandemic as, as terrible as it as it's been and um horrendous with the statistics especially coming out of india four hundred thousand people today infected with the disease just in 24 hours it's incredible that's the population of the city i live in um it's not so so how's how's uh covid life been up for you up there you've had a few lockdowns is that right yeah absolutely um so i think just as with anywhere else in in the world you know we've 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 felt we've felt covid um pretty pretty rough i, I think 
we we did have a couple a couple of lockdowns um and now we are just about starting to come out of of lockdown we've been very fortunate in that you know the vaccination program here has been pretty good i think about half of the uk has had um at least their first like dose for vaccinations they've got a really optimistic timeline to have to completely remove all restrictions by june i that would be amazing i don't know you know i i i'm i'm you know hoping for the best but also preparing for the worst um and I, you know as, as you say like it's been this time where people have been able to really put a reset on things and i have loved just it feels like it's probably going to be one of the few if not the only opportunity that we're going to have in life to just really just pause there's no like external pressure to be doing things everyone is also you know feeling like this this time to just pause and it's been an opportunity to learn more about like yourself and to really reflect and um i i i love that life has just been so quick the past you know couple of years that now it's almost like nature saying whoa hold 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 the fuck up like let's just slow down for a second right and it's amazing how nature like just forces balance on things that are not balanced and i feel like one of the areas where humanity was just not balanced was just the pace at which we were living life um everyone's just go 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 and this has been in some ways very difficult but in other ways a good opportunity to just have a pause and see what's important and to learn and to reflect and i think that's been that's been nice i think we've all learned something from from this past year definitely it's it's interesting you use terms like nature and nature's like saying we slow down so a few weeks ago one of the interesting guests i spoke to was a lady named lindy and she's a sexologist from pretoria south africa and um mm -hmm. through her teachings she um i asked her about covid because uh, i had no idea I, I don't know anyone in south africa and um she was she said sometimes you just have to surrender to what's going on around you you know she teaches the art of tantra and sexual healing and stuff it's like sexual healing i'll start singing to her she cracked up <laughs> and um but she said, yeah, like even here, it's just, you need to just stop, relax. And sometimes, you know, socially distant, smell the roses. Um, I thought she's, I thought that was a pretty good line. And um, she, but yeah, it's the same. Like, so three different countries have the same things like nature's resetting. Humanity's had a reset. South Africa's the same vibe, same as you guys. So it's, um, if anything, those of us who are lucky enough to make it through, we can unify and go, you know what? We survived a damn pandemic together. You know, I'm shout, uh, unfortunately to those who have lost their lives during it. I'm very sorry if you know someone who has been affected by it, or if you've lost someone, I, I couldn't, I, my sincerest condolences go out to you. I couldn't, I couldn't be more like sad to, to hear stories about that. But in terms of our role out for the, for the vaccine, 3% has been injected with at least the first dose. Because we're so far out of the way. And now with recently the outbreak in, in India, a lot of Australian shipments are going there to try and, you know, help the emergency crisis going, which is, you know, that's fair enough. I mean, India has a much bigger population than Australia. We've got a cheeky 27 million in there. I think population is 1.1 billion or something. Mm -hmm. And um, to hear of 400,000 people a day, new cases infected is just mind-blowing. We've only had 909 deaths here or something in terms of the virus so we're, we're lucky but um i i my heart goes out to those to the families and all the individuals involved 
I hope they get through it and I hope it sort of subsides. But, you know, you, you got to, we're lucky we live in sort of great countries, you know, you're in one of the powerhouse countries in the world and we're not too far behind you guys in terms of like economy and, you know, like a nice place to live. I enjoyed my time up there. I lived up there for a time and scales of territory up in Liverpool. It was freaking awesome. So, you know, between, I, I, I like your story too, man, because like you can, you resonate, you have this cool, calm, demeanor just talking to you that um i can absolutely guarantee anyone out there who would listen to your podcast is that they'll be invested because you were you'd like smooth fm kind of vibes <laughs> i love that <laughs> <laughs> uh you are so in the last episode you asked me if i can do impressions so i did kermit the frog here and shaggy and Ruby Doo. another one i just remembered i can do is do you you know, I heard snippets on YouTube or whatever of the old AM broadcasting voices like Technicolor, you know. Now we're now broadcasting in Technicolor, you know. Two travel hawkers going around the outside, around the outside. You know, we spoke oh, about amazing. prank callers. I put that on for a call. Yeah, just today I was pretending to be a radio station. And we're giving out fake prizes. Yeah, just to let you know today that you won a, a brand new sports car. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got... We got two people convinced and, uh, you know, come down to the radio station and come pick up your keys. I don't know if they actually went or not. It's, uh, we looked that name <laughs> oh. up in the phone book. So is this uh, Nathan? Uh, is this Nathan Greenbag? Yes. Oh, we're just calling to let you know that you've won a brand new car. <laughs> it's like, you know, a lot of people say, I didn't enter the contest. Oh, your wife must have because we've got your details here. <laughs> is this Nathan on such and such way? Yes. You've won a brand new car. <laughs> and a few people oh. like, yeah, I don't have a wife and hung up on us. It's like, oh, shit. But like <laughs> the two people that we seemingly convinced that they, it was pretty fun, man. I must admit. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Was These... this like, um, did you, have you ever, wait, you, you mentioned you spent some time on an actual radio show. Um... I just, I volunteer at a local community station. Uh, yeah. It's only new. It's only sort of started this year. It would have been amazing if. If anyone you prank called maybe showed up at that station, but yeah, where's my fucking car, man? Like, <laughs> so this is a it's a small community town called Cessnock, and it's run by volunteers. So the only car that would be there, you'd be lucky to get a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> the poor guys have got so it's it's that old school that they're not they don't allow talkback. It's just an old system that they've just switched off because it's just presenting music you can still take calls and people can request stuff you can talk just not live on the air you can take people into the studio and do it in there but um you know i've just i've got myself a regular spot so me and a lady named sammy hollier um shout outs we used to do acting together we um we're gonna alternate our thursday show so we're doing nine till 12 um just presenting music reading out like community events and um yeah it's 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 good fun i enjoy the idea of it's like this, you know, it's, this isn't like going out live, but the still goes out to a community of people that will hopefully be receptive and um, engaging in, in, in stuff we do. So, you know, there's two parts thing. I'm hoping that some of your listeners might come over here and some of mine might go there and I've heard some of your content. It's, 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 it's very drawing. It's very easy listening. It's you draw a scene, you're like, Oh damn, that's smooth FM. It's kind of like, you know, Bruce Willis and Die Hard. He's got that shiny smooth head. Just like that aerodynamically superior for your eardrums, ladies and gentlemen. And this host, <laughs> this host is so hot. I'm telling you, he can melt the sun. Ridiculous. Oh, Mitch, you're, 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 too, you're too kind. Um, I'm Mitch Kelly. Smooth FM. <laughs> smooth FM. Now broadcasting in Technicolor. 
Ah, uh, I I love that. I love that. Um, well, you could you oh, could yeah. do do the whole breathings like. So now we return to Smooth FM with our host Aaron Ball. Take it away, Aaron. <laughs> you could do it. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. I I I don't know. Like. Um. <clears throat> I I would love to make the kind of podcast that you can sort of just you know turn on late at night and just slowly drift off and Ooh, like, like, <laughs> like that it's like that car map you can hear mcconaughey uh so now we're just gonna get you to just sip on your bourbon drift <laughs> off to sleep counting back from five four oh. i'm mitch kelly <laughs> that's amazing oh you know speaking of mcconaughey like his i i've got to check out his new book green lights um he's actually narrated his own um biography i think that's amazing i love authors that do that um that narrate their own biographies that uh, barack obama did the same thing with his with his book a promise stand it's amazing like if any of you like barack obama and he's you know politics aside he's an outstanding communicator and an amazing presenter and just listening to him for like hours is almost it's so therapeutic i love it you gotta love him hey like i'm not left or right wing on i do not follow the u.s politics at all but he just seems like such a captivating like like winner at life he just seems like a true gentleman as well he absolutely adores his family mm. and um, you see that meme is like going into the white house young hip eight years later gray <laughs> running the running america's takes its toll on its stress levels <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah it would um... it would definitely eight years in office running the yeah, the most powerful country on earth would would definitely bring the stress levels. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's handled it like a like a champ, and um, it just amazes me to see like you know the kind of stories you must have after spending like eight years in the White House. It must be insane. But oh. also not just the big things, but like the small things as well. Like what are the day to day like small cool things that happen as president? And he talks a lot about those. Whether it's like interactions with like his staff, like running into people like on the street and. It's the stuff that, like, you know, doesn't make its way to the media, but it's also just really interesting for people who are curious. And that's yeah. what I found really interesting. I might have to check out that book because, yeah, it does sound pretty cool. Like, um, obviously, his wife, Michelle, very entrepreneurial. Even she's got this, like, um, like presence about her. She just, what she believes in, she sells so charismatically and she sells with such, like, with grace. And, and you, like, you hear her talk about, she's she was um an advocate for helping like uh, communities who were less needs i don't know what specifically it was but very like very passionate very like driven so you know those those pair what a, what a handsome i've got no idea what his daughters are like but oof, what a cool family awesome my gosh um i you know he may not like people may have opinions about you know who their favorite president is who the best president is in my books he's the coolest president like the u.s has ever had so I, I don't know if if you know they'll be able to top that anytime soon. Well, I don't. I've been a I've been alive for I can name five presidents off the top of my head: Clinton, George W., um, Joe Biden, Barack Obama, and you know the orange mullet. That's about all I can name now. But I'm not going to talk about mullet. I'm not going to talk about that. So let's 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 turn the page a little bit here. So each week, the connective tissue is I get people on and I get them to have a good old wine, whinge, sook as we call it in Australia, get something off our chest. So this week, Aaron, would you like to join me in having a bitchy with Mitchie? Sure, let's do it. Let's do it. 
So is there anything um, that comes to mind? Because we, we sort of went in on this sort of blind. We didn't really plan to have this this conversation. So I, I get it might take you a bit of time to think of something, but is there something off the top of your, off the top of your head that absolutely grinds your gears? You know or we what? can come back to you if we want. That's fine. I fucking hate complaining, man. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so you're complaining about complaining. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i mean like <laughs> that kind of contradicts my best my best work would you like to have a bitchy with mitchy i fucking hate complaining <laughs> and i've this has been episode 27 <laughs> bet you weren't expecting that one mitch uh that that hurts my soul <laughs> a like, bit, a i bit hate of irony podcasting now. it's shit <laughs> um i i don't know like um there's there's a lot there's a lot that like can be like you know that we can complain about but honestly what's top of my mind at the moment is like people have it so shit right now and i'm just happy to be having like my cup of tea and speaking with mitch kelly fucking lord amongst men so like i i don't know like what is that to complain about right now this is just like uh uh uh, it's designed just to be a, a very just a light humored, lighthearted, humorous way to get stuff off your chest. And then you drop an absolute bombshell like that. I hate complaining. <laughs> so like, I just take these last 27 episodes and go, what is life? Apparently it's not having a lighthearted joke with your guests. <laughs> so like your name is, your last name is spelt B-A-W, but like it should be Aaron Saw because you just hurt my soul. My soul is sore. <laughs> it. You're just cutting me to ribbons. <laughs> So you know what you know what my bitch is? People that don't like bitching. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck them, man. Like why can't they just come up with something to complain about on the show, right? Like I'd, you're the one steering the ship now, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like honestly, it just popped up in my head in the moment. I just had to roll with it, you know. Um, yeah, like I'm glad you did. And you know, you here you think you're on like some sort of genius thing and you get the positive feedback. Oh, it's so funny hearing people whine about first world problems and then you get, I don't like complaining. But <laughs> <laughs> you think you're better than me? <laughs> so, so oh, think- the thing is, right, I like hearing like people complain and, and, and like, you know, whine about like first world problem shit. I think it's quite funny. But like me, myself, I don't know. Like That's cool. So like I'll start things off, you know, because I'm going to, you know, I'm, Obviously, steering the ship and carrying my shoulders are sore from carrying you all day. So, my, my, sure, go, go ahead, I'll drop in. My, yeah, you will. I'll drop you. So, the, the <laughs> bitch is like when you have a, a remote or a device that is relying on batteries and they go flat, just like you're super comfy, like you got your, 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 your blankie on, you, you're watching, I don't know, a game of football or something, and the remote goes dead. And it's just like, oh, for goodness sake, you got to get up, got to get some new batteries. And then you kick your toe in the lounge, you trip over, and then your dignity falls over with you. So, like, you know, Oof, that's a that's a classic one. It's 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 you know, you run into that moment where the battery dies, and you have to make like a crucial decision: is the effort to get up and fetch a new battery worth the discomfort of leaving the couch? Like, honestly, probably one of the most difficult decisions that we'd have to make. Like, there's no right answer there. There's no right answer. Well, if you're very like, I mean, I'm not fat, but I'm like, I'm, I'm heavy because I bulk lift and, you know, ladies, I'm strong as, but like, you know, when you're, when you're that comfortable, you're relaxed and you got to haul this massive, like this massive, all that muscle. 
<laughs> I was going to say this whole this massive specimen of a human around. <laughs> but I, yeah, you, it just sucks. It's like it's it's not a far walk at all. It's just like get up and get it, you, you lazy bastard. So that's my <laughs> winter of the week. I, I was uh, getting right stuck into uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus and um, batteries went dead. It's ugh, ugh. I did it. I got it done, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll I'll insert thunderous applause for myself there. But okay, so just 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 for the sake of this, what I'm going to get you to do is go to the hardware store, buy yourself a ladder, and come down off that high horse and come have a bitch with us. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a money order so you can do it. Uh, I'd have to, I have to think of what is something that's been like bothering me lately? Um, let's see. Um, this is actually not easy. Damn it. Um, and uh, just a reminder that, uh, this is Life's a Mitch podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Time filler episode. So like, for example, if I had OCD, I'm looking at your, your, your zoom call there and you've got one, uh, half drawn curtain and the other one's completely straight. My OCD is just going, mate, make up your mind, either close them or open them. That is bullshit. What is that? <laughs> what is that garbage? <laughs> you know, it's just a reminder that I want to make sure that, you know, um, I love the analogy of like the glass glass half full thing. So like I'll just keep the curtain like half open. Mate, it's a window. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cup. It's a damn window. <laughs> you know what it's full of? It's half full of your bullshit. There, there we go. <laughs> it's a reminder that you can't live in perfection. You got to accept just things that just aren't perfect, you know? Okay, um, there's there, there's a good thing to living with things that aren't perfect so what else isn't perfect in your apartment um things that aren't perfect i'd say <laughs> so we've got like construction going on across the street and um a lot of the time like honestly i think that like british like at least the the workers like in this part of london they are like way too like polite i don't know like from where i'm from like in Gibraltar, like the the workers, they're they um they're they're really hardworking, but they're also a bit like rowdy and loud. Like, hey, Jim, how's it going, dude? We've got something coming down. Like, but here they're all like really quiet, really polite. I just hear a lot of like walkie talkies, like, but but um, and it just means that I get a little bit a little bit less sleep in the morning. But hey, at least I don't need an alarm clock now. Um, I just know at eight a.m. bang, I'd start hearing like. And cranes, and then so I know you, it's time to wake up. You're taking, you've had a bitch, awesome. We got it out of you, but you're sort of like so chipper. It's like, at least I don't need to buy an alarm. <laughs> Man, really? <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be the positive one. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Okay, that, I was going to say you've gone from uh, the Gibraltar workers sound Australian, and the the workers near you sound all Canadian, super polite. Do you mind drinking down that steel beam? But it, yeah, no worries, eh? <laughs> Some of the so when I was when I went when I flew to see my friends in um in uh Vancouver just after I left the UK, some guys I went to school with were working uh and actually it was Goofy and his partner Sam and my friend Hutcher was there living uh nearby and um so Goofy and Sam picked me up and as I'm going through the terminal a Canadian I ran into a Canadian guy by accident and he apologised to me. That's how lovely <laughs> Canadian people are. 
I'm like, oh, I, I, I was, and it was like, it become a competition to, to, to see who could give the better apology. So it's like, nah, nah, man, I'm sorry. He's like, no, no, that's okay. I knew where you were going. I got in your way. I do apologize. And it was like he went up to me as he walked off. It was like the nice off. I'm like, are you serious? So not only do I feel like garbage, I've just, his politeness made me feel inadequate about my own happiness. So for fudge sake, I just touched down a new country and my first experience is sadness by too much positive energy. And I got in the car, I said, you won't believe what just happened to me. And I told him, they're like, are you serious? You are an absolute, oh you are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think the world needs a little bit more of that. It does. Um, it totally does. What that'd be need... amazing. If... You that'd go, be, sorry, you go. Amazing. If I run into someone here in London, I'd probably get, you know, um, yeah, I'm not even going to say it like, <laughs> oh, this is a uh, not nice stairs. <laughs> I, um, so running into a Canadian as opposed to running into an Australian, cause you know, we tell it how it is and drop C bombs. Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. He walks off. Watch yourself. Cunt. <laughs> sorry to be so graphic and with the, with the explicit language, but that's exactly what you get. Oh my God. Have a nice day. Dickhead. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, so uh, we finally got there. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can see there's a there's a ladder just in the background where he actually come down off his high horse. And, um, you know, he, while he was up there, he changed the, the light fitting as well. So, good on you, champion. <laughs> you know, being productive with your time there. I can but, uh, in turn... close the curtain now because I put the light on. I won't have it, like, slanted. It won't bother you anymore. Well, that curtain <laughs> is just... So, he's got one that's completely drawn in. You know, it's not, and the second one is like he got bored with drawing the left one out. And he's like, no, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to do that to spite Mitch. Um, but no, nah, so why don't, we might wrap things up there shortly. Uh, but before we do, can I just get you to mention all your socials? They'll be in the bio underneath, the correct spelling. But uh, just tell us, where can people find you and hear some of these amazing stories, please, sir? Yeah, so uh, where can people find me? Um, I, uh, you know, in the basement. Um, <laughs> no, you can okay, find so me. Okay, so if um... you hear in the basement, you hear. <laughs> don't when the when the basement is an, is a rocker, don't, don't come a knocking. <laughs> you find me in the basement, like um, I'm, I'm I'm hidden in the trunk. Um... <laughs> um, so uh, just to all my listeners out there, that uh, this guy and his ladder aren't going home this evening. <laughs> Uh, but if you if you if you're curious about listening, um, more, you want you want to hear more about me, my 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 voice, um, and and my show. There's just one thing. Um, it's called In Your Element. You can find uh, me on inyourelement.fm. I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you like to get your listening. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much where you can find me. Well, you absolutely sound like you're in your element. Segway king, I reign supreme. <laughs> Thank you, Rich. <laughs> but uh, okay, so in your element.fm and on all the streaming platforms. So look out in his in uh, Aaron's feed. So episode one of this, part part one of this is is in his feed. And by the time you would be listening to this, I um, believe his would have been released. So so once again, in your element podcast. This is Life's a Mitch, episode twenty seven. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Aaron. And I will bid you adieu. And uh, just remember, don't walk under ladders, mate. You'll be doing just fine. (laughs) Great advice, Mitch. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise. See you, champion.